Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Anna Skaya. Anna is CEO and founder of Basepaws, a pet genetics company. In the simplest terms, this is like 23andMe, but for your cat. Feline genetics has been mostly ignored by scientists who often focus on mice and dogs and leave cat health and cat science and funding for feline studies behind. Basepaws was created to help fix this knowledge gap. We developed the first consumer genetics test for cats, which includes reports on ancestry, health, and understanding of their past and future. They work closely with special cats and shelters and recently started providing free DNA testing kits for shelter cats to help with adoptions. Anna herself is an avid entrepreneur and animal lover. She's been part of many startups, big and small, and enjoys being driven by passion and curiosity, technology, and innovation. She loves costumes, chocolates, and every cat that crosses her path. Anna, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you very much, Stacey. So this is fascinating and interesting, and I will divulge to our listeners that I have taken the 23andMe test, so I'm sort of somewhat familiar with this whole process, but I I can't wait to find out more about how to help my own cats with feline genetics today in the show. But Anna, could you first share with us how you became an animal lover and how you got involved in this whole industry? Yes, absolutely. I've been an animal lover my whole life. There is not an animal that has not lived in my house. My father and my mother are both scientists and have brought in everything from fish tanks to turtles to cats to dogs. So I have lived in this world my whole life. And I finally feel so excited to be working at a company where I can actually work with my passion. Cats, particularly, are a passion specifically of my co-founder, Sean Zhao. He has two short-haired domestic cats, and he loves them very, very much. An idea of Base Paws really came from him. This intersection of genetics and feline health is something that has explosive potential but hasn't really been looked at on a on a business level, although there's quite a few universities all around the world, specifically here in the States, UC Davis and Missouri, do a lot of work in feline health. So we're taking a lot of the work done by universities, a lot of the work done by folks before us, and we're turning that into a commercial company really focused on cat care and cat health. And taking a step and looking at cat care and cat health just for a second, there's three things that kind of make all of us good cat parents, and that is good nutrition, good environment, and understanding genetics. And it's really when you do work in all three together that you provide your cat with the ultimate care. So for those of us who aren't familiar with 23andMe, what precisely is genetic testing? Sure. So for humans, it involves fitting into a test tube, sending that test tube to a lab, extracting DNA from your saliva, and then using new generation sequencing and other really innovative sequencing technologies and genotyping technologies to read your DNA. So your DNA is then mapped and matched to understand you particularly as an individual, where do you fall on 
scales of ancestry, on scales of health, on scales of potential diseases and markers that make you you. That technology has really just revolutionized the human space over the past decade. And it's finally, finally coming into the feline space as well. The cat was sequenced a few times, but it was really correctly sequenced only a few years ago. So now we have access to doing the same type of work for cats that we did for humans. So are there specific diseases that this genetic testing can help us with, with regards to feline genetics? Yes, there are. So the two big things that we're looking at right now, and this is just the beginning, we really are just scratching the surface, but we're interested right now in hypertrophic cardiomyopathies, which is ATM, which is the most common feline heart disease. And I think the numbers I remember is 15% of all cats may suffer from it. And even though many cats live long lives without ever being diagnosed or treated, HCM can actually be a very devastating disease for cats. So that has a genetic marker, and we're looking at that. We're also looking at PKD, also something that affects many, many cats. So those two things are our starting point. But again, because genetics, especially in cats, is in its infancy, over the next few years, look for more and more very interesting discoveries coming out of genetics that will affect cat health. So one thing that makes this testing successful is by having a larger number of samples coming into your system, sort of the system sort of grows and aggregates with the more participants that you have. Is that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. The bigger the database, the more associations we can do and the more discoveries we can have. Yes. So one thing, HCM is definitely a hot topic in the sheltering world. In our impression, it seemed to run with younger male cats tends mm -hmm. to have a trend that way. So maybe through this testing, you're going to find even stronger correlations. Correct. Yes. So the way that genetics works is that you really need to have the genetic data and you also need to have what we call phenotypic data, which is the behavioral data of the animal. So the work that we're doing is not only collecting the genetic samples, we're also working very, very closely with the pet parents, with the cat owners, asking them, well, tell us about the feeding. Tell us about how it behaves at night. Tell us about anxiety levels of the cat. And then we match the two databases. And that's kind of where the magic happens is when we realize that a feline with this particular genetic makeup behaves in a certain way and a feline without this makeup behaves in a different way. And it's only when we can match the two databases that we really find things out. So it's a combination of the lifestyle as well as the genetics. Correct. The nature nurture. Yeah. So you had mentioned that you have a program that works with special cats and also potentially you work with some shelters too. Could you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So I'll start with the shelters. So I myself volunteer at a local shelter here in Redondo Beach in California. And summer months are, are difficult months for shelters. There's less adoptions. There's more cats. It becomes a busier place. So we're trying to find ways. How can we promote more adoptions in the summertime? And one of the things that we're doing here at Base Boss is that we actually are giving away a free genetic test with all adoptions that are happening in the summer. And we want to see if that will help with adoptions. And the idea 
idea behind it is as a new cat parent, you're coming in and you're adopting an animal, you know very little about the animal except for what the shelter can tell you. And wouldn't it be great for you to also get a genetic test that can help you understand the animal a bit better? Right now, we're focusing on a specific test. It's only the beginning of the kind of work that we can do. But right now, we can tell you what percentage of your of your new cat has any kind of wild wildcat DNA in it. So we have access to wildcat DNA from different sources. And by wildcats, I mean, for example, we have access to lion and tiger and puma DNA. And we can compare your cat's DNA to wildcats to see if you have more or less of a specific animal. This novel kind of more fun thing that you can find out about your pet actually is something that pet owners, when they're adopting a new animal, are very keen to know. It gets you closer to a pet that will now live in your house, sleep in your bed, eat your food with you, play with your kids. You want to get to know your adopted animal faster and better. And we think that by offering a DNA test, that could be helped. And we also really love working with shelters. The work that the shelter that we have a relationship with, Peter Zippy does, is simply amazing. It's a no-kill shelter. It supports animals all around Redonda Beach. So we really want to help them. So that's kind of one thing that we're doing. And the second thing that you mentioned is, so we're working with cats that have a natural occurring disease. And what I mean by natural occurring disease is they have genetic markers that occur naturally that are interesting for us. For example, we're looking at specific traits like albino cats or cats with folded ears or cats that have extra toes, polydactyl. And if you have a cat like that, go onto our blog, see if your cat fits the traits, and we can give you a free test. And the reason why we're doing that is we're trying to collect samples of animals that have specific traits that are interesting for us or specific disorders like PKD or like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. If your cat has that and we can have that sample, we can then build on that sample and create a test based on that. We have a lot of folks coming to us and asking to help us. So we call these guys our cats citizen scientists. Hmm. And by supplying data to us, they really are helping us create these really important health measuring tests faster. So to see if your cat qualifies, check out our blog. It's the first blog that we have. We explain really specifically what makes your your cat qualify. We ask for a picture just to see if uh, we really do get the breed and the traits and the disorders that we're looking for. And we'll send you a free kit and you will be helping us create a faster genetic test. The first, really first genetic test for felines anywhere. So yeah, thank you for doing that if you do do that. That's great. So I encourage everybody to check out the blog. Popcats, the celebration of cats meet pop culture, will make its electrifying debut in Miami Saturday, October 28, 2017 at the Miami Airport Convention Center. The curated show will feature a ridiculously adorable cat lounge, visual artists, inspiring speakers, art installations, and the makers of the most innovative products of the cat universe. PopCat's core mission is to raise awareness about cat welfare efforts by crafting an experience that mixes entertainment with advocacy. A portion of proceeds will benefit the Cat Network, a cat-centric not-for-profit organization with over 20 years of service in South Florida. The convention will welcome an invasion of cat lovers, curious spectators, and pop culture fans to a scene flooded with music and immersive art installations specifically designed to ignite shareable memories. The exhibition floor will also grant visitors the unique opportunity to meet national and international talent that have grasped the fascination of the internet community. 
Highlights amongst the speakers are fervent rescuer tumblers meme librarian Amanda Brennan, Lorenzo the Cat photographer Joanne Biondi, and Shark Tank presenter and Apollo's peak pet beverages founder Brandon Zavala. A giant bubble cat lounge will also be a can't-miss feature at PopCats, where attendees will be able to interact freely with an irresistible herd of adoptable cats brought by the Cat Network. For more information and tickets, please go to www.popcatsshow.com. The Community Cats podcast will soon be a year old, with over 200 episodes profiling amazing people who are all making a difference in the lives of community cats. If you would like to support the show, but not be a sponsor, feel free to contribute to our efforts by going to www.communitycatspodcast.com and follow the donate link. Help us to continue to provide excellent programming. I'm going to get nitty gritty and really specific here because I have done the 23andMe test and I sat around and spit in a tube because it's a saliva collection test. So I had mentioned to my son that I was going to be interviewing you today. And he said, well, how are we going to get Hooch to spit in the tube? (laughs) So can you just fill in the details, the actual details of what are you actually collecting from our cats? Oh my God, I'd love to, because I love the way that we collect DNA. We ran into a problem in the very beginning of the company. The company is actually really young. We're only about a year old. We started collecting DNA through cheek swaps. So you would take, you know, a regular Q-tip or uh, something like that, and you stick that into your cat's mouth and you swish it around 10 to 15 times. That is the way that dog DNA is collected. And if you could imagine, most dogs have slobber. Most dogs don't mind <laughs> getting getting a little dirty with you. And you can you can probably stick a Q-tip in there and then they wouldn't notice Oh, it is so different for cats. We were scratched. We had people calling us and telling us they can't do this. It's too scratchy. Their cats hate them. So Sean, my co-founder, came up with this unique, amazing way of collecting DNA, which is just by putting a piece of adhesive tape on the cat, petting it, taking the tape off, and with it comes hundreds of pieces of hair. And as you know, cats shed. Cats don't mind at all to be parting with a little bit of their hair. And we actually extract the DNA from the hair follicle. Hmm. It took us months and months of lab work trying to figure out how to really get it done so that our failure rate is basically 0%. But we're there now, which makes for a really fun experience. I would say even a bonding experience with your pet <laughs> because we've seen, we've had so many videos sent to us of cat owners doing Doing this and I feel like we're adding to the trend of the really funny home videos with cats because cats react to this you know it's kind of like tape I, I want to say it's kind of like waxing but it's not really because you right. take a lot less hair off right. but cats don't mind the videos are hilarious and the results are perfect so we're really proud of that collection method and then you take the tape you put it into an envelope you send it back to us and your report will be ready in six to eight weeks wow that's fantastic. Yeah, the thought of uh, swabbing the inside of Hooch's mouth is not exciting, but I think he could handle the tape. I'm not sure. I mean, some cats will run around and be like, what's on my back? But other cats can totally put up with it, I think. Right, right. So we haven't had any problems, really. If anything, we've had lots of laughs here in the office when we get these pictures and, and videos back. You made an interesting comment to me when we were talking before we turned on the record button about the importance of genetic testing and siblings and why that's really helpful and important. Would you be willing to sort of expand on that comment a little bit more? 
Sure. So we really believe that cat siblings is really the newest scientific frontier, as we call it. I mean, I think it really helps scientists unlock secrets about really what makes cats unique and why studying DNA is important. Because when two cats are raised in the same household and they may even share the same parents, but are very, very different with each other. For example, one is very timid and the other one's bold, or one is really, really thin and the other one's kind of big. So you start really seeing that if the genetics is the same, if their parents are the same and their upbringing is the same, so can this health aspects or can these personality aspects be due to DNA or can they be due to environment? So when you have a way of keeping one thing constant, and especially when your kitties have one thing constant, which is DNA, as their litter mates, what elements of their DNA is then different? So when you keep the house the same, when you have the parents the same, but when you have those kitties acting differently, you have a way of eliminating different factors that really gets you focused on the small differences in their DNA, which could help you make big, big discoveries. It's really something that our scientists in the labs do really well is when we find out that we have siblings living in a single house, we try to really work with those cat parents to understand what are the differences that they're seeing in their cats. And then we're comparing DNA and we're seeing like, wow, the DNA is quite similar. Their behavior is quite different right here, can these markers in the DNA be responsible for that behavior? So if your listeners have siblings in their houses, those are really, really exciting for us. And we actually are collecting DNA samples from, from litter mates. And I really ask that sibling parents reach out to us. We have all kinds of programs for them. Uh, we give big discounts for siblings as well. So we'd love to meet more cat siblings. That's great. And I know some people who actually adopt a whole litter. So they'll have four or five cats of the same litter in the house. So that's an even, even bigger group. I love that. And I think that it's actually when in adoption, I mean, when we talk about this a lot, and I'm sure you know that cats are really playful. They need to have someone else to play with. It's actually quite hard for a cat to be alone in the house. So we always promote multiple adoptions. If you're adopting from a shelter, see if you can afford or manage to get two cats. Your cats, we're both of them, will thank you for it. So understanding that your company is only about a year old, I think at that 23andMe model, and I get these notifications every now and again that somebody who is like my fifth cousin or whatever has submitted a test and do I want to connect with them? Is there any aspirations of having the cat siblings, their owners, you know, they're submitting the DNA information and like actually finding out who owns the brothers and sisters in the family? <laughs> I love that. It's really interesting thinking. I love that question. So absolutely. And we can already start doing those kinds of things. So if we get multiple samples from the same household, we can already say, oh yeah, these are brothers or this is a mother and this is a child. So we can already do that. And we will definitely set up a community so you can connect. What our users have been asking us, which I think is a really interesting idea. It's going to take us a little bit of time to get there, but I'll talk about it because I think it's very cool. So we've had users come to us and say, I just adopted a kitten. I would love to meet owners that that have a cat 
that is older that has a very similar genetic makeup. It could be similar in terms of breed, in terms of traits, or in terms of different disease. Because I'd love to know what it's like to have a cat like this. So connecting owners that have genetically similar cats of different ages seems to be a really interesting thing. Imagine if you can connect with someone that has a similar cat to yours whose cat is 10 years older. Oh my God, then you know what will happen later on in life. You know, as a cat ages, most of the health problems happen really late in life. And because our pets are living longer and longer these days, because we have much better health and we have much better environment, we have much better food for them. So if you compare cats even 30 years ago, cats right now are living much longer. So as they're living longer, they're developing more disease. And wouldn't it be interesting to meet owners that have similar cats, similar disease, so you can really plan for the future with your pet. For example, you can take that information to your vet and say, hey, you know, here's some information about a very similar animal that is 10 years down the line. It has these specific issues. Uh, let's, let's watch for these as this kitten grows up. So then your vet has a slightly better idea. Oh, I'm going to watch for this. I'm going to see if this is something that we should be careful of. And we all know that when it comes to cats, they're very reluctant to show that they're sick. We know that they don't go to the vet half as often as dogs do. So these are some interesting ways of predicting and again doing a genetic testing for your cat especially as a kitten gives you such an upper hand when it comes to knowing what to expect later on in life so we love this idea of building communities of building social networks around dna and we'll definitely be doing something like that in the future great so anna if folks are interested in finding out more how could they find you so we're base paws, and the name of the company comes from two things. So base is the base pairs of the DNA, and paws are the paws of your cat. So basepaws.com. We also have a great blog that explains some of these programs that I talked about today in more detail. Your listeners should definitely check out to see if their cat qualifies for any of these free testing programs. And watch the space. You know, we're the first company to be doing this. So we talk a lot about cat health on our website. We do a lot of different things right now all around California, but soon to be doing a lot of things nationally around promotions and working with shelters and really working with cat health and cat genetics. Look to us to be your go-to place for this intersection of genetics and cat care. Sounds great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? You know, we're a year old, but there's quite a lot of work that has been done. We talk quite a lot about it on our website, but we also have a really active Facebook and Instagram page. So Base Boss is live on Facebook. It's live on Instagram. Look for us there. We have a vibrant community that sends us really funny videos and stories about genetics and their pets. I think that'll be really fun for your listeners to follow as well. Yeah, I, I want to see some of those videos. That's for sure. And I think this topic is incredibly interesting, and I would be interested to know what the Community Cats podcast listening community thinks about this, too. And we, of course, will have this up on Facebook, and you can put your comments there on what your thoughts are on this topic. It's it's a little bit different than our usual show topic, but I think it's fascinating. It's interesting. I can totally see people trying to get together and network and get families of cats together, parents, kids, cousins. There's a huge family tree out there with cats. So it, it will be amazing to see how this grows and develops. So, Anna, I want to thank you again for agreeing to be a guest on the show. And, and I hope we'll have you on in the future as things develop and grow. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Stacey. 
Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 